Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
It's time to examine your life. It is a time that you should be sharing. If you're a minister, that you're there, a pastor, that you share that this is real. And you've got to be right with God if you want eternal life. And praise God, that's what our pastor did. As he as that one man shared about some people, uh, his friends or co-workers or people who worked with him, and one and two of them were in the hospital. Well, one come down, one came out healed. The other one went home. And for uh, Ted, we, we prayed, you know, and, and the pastor, you know, reached out and said, I'll do the funeral. Even though, you know, those people didn't have a church home or, you know, any other pastor, he did it because he loved the people. And when he shared his service, when he shared the memorial service, five people came to Jesus. Praise God. That's worth it all. Five people came to Jesus at a funeral. That should be one of the biggest places there is to share about the gospel and the difference between life and death. It really is. At our, at our, at the pastor's uh, memorial service, funeral service, what you don't call it, but uh, we had people rededicating their life to Christ, and then we had a man that did come to Jesus after the service. Praise God. If it only one, it's worth it. Isn't it? But there was many, because at the uh, start of year 2023, the pastor said, I want to reach 100. I want to reach 100 for Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, there was, over 200, there was over 200 people at that service. 200 people heard the gospel of grace and the way to salvation and life in Jesus Christ. And as my brother Anthony was doing the, the service, he told him when he said, you know, anybody, Anybody here needs to come to know Jesus as your Savior personally? Raise your hand, and we'll have somebody come pray for you. Well, in that first time he spoke it, nobody raised his hand. So you know what he said after that? Well, so praise God. I guess everybody in here is going to heaven. That's what he said. I guess you're all going to heaven because that is how serious this is. This is no game. There's no reality show. This is life. And in life, there is a thing called death. The physical death, they know it's dramatic for us, is minor compared to spiritual death. And that is the one that really matters more. And you have to have a Savior that was strong enough and was able to meet all the standards and everything that God the Father said to be the sacrifice for mankind, to pour out his life and blood and be able to rise again by the power of life. He is the one of life. Praise God in the highest. Praise God. God bless you too, Sister Connie. It's good to see you, Sis. He is the giver of life. He is the light of men. He's the one who gives life. That was my first uh, Wednesday after, uh, and as I say that and I share, that's how important it is in the days we live, in these urgent and desperate times. As, as I share about that, it, it, you know, that's enough for now. I hope and pray that's enough for now, right? But uh, I, it, it reminds, I remind people, you're one breath from eternity. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you know the Savior? 
Do you know him personally? Do you hear the Spirit speaking? Do you see all that's going on in the world? Pointing to everything that Christ said would happen. Pointing to everything the prophets of old would say would happen. It's all coming to pass. It's coming together. For we as believers, we celebrate. We rejoice, but it's sobering too. But we're excited. We're looking for the glorious coming of the Savior. But I can tell you another thing about the rapture, about the time that Christ comes for his church and bride, the blessed hope, the day of redemption, the final consequences of this old flesh and sin, praise God. It is the wake-up call and the trumpet that sounds the judgment. Because when the church and bride goes, that's getting ready to open up for judgment, tribulation, and Jacob's trouble. Jesus called. It's going to be the most terrible time you've ever seen on this earth. And it's going to be the whole world, not just one country like it was in Israel's days. It'll be the whole world. Now, at the rapture does not mean that's the start of the tribulation. By the word of God, the book of Daniel, it'll be when he signs a covenant with many, he will make a covenant stronger. Amen, brother. That's right. All hell is going to break loose. Once the bride leaves, the judgments of God and the hordes of hell will be heading this way. Oh, thank you, Sis Connie. Thank you. Uh, I really considered the elder. I don't know if they're going to change that or not, but uh, I do I do minister, so we'll see. I think it's that way since um, our pastor and, and Brother Anthony is lead pastor, and he's asked me to do uh, – um, you know, do me do the prayer. So I, I would guess that's what I am, but I'm, I guess I should uh, make sure before I really speak and say I have not been officially considered an associate pastor, but I think it, it's pretty well, you know, we'll see. I'm I definitely one of the, uh, the leaders for sure. Me and Sister Brenda are in the church, and it's all glory to Jesus. He's making this happen. Uh, these are the uh, prayers of my uh, aunts and my uncles and my family, and they came. They have come to pass that God has made a way for me to be a minister, and that's what the Lord showed them that I would be a minister. So thank you, thank you for anything. Amen. Amen. I mean, there's no retiring for the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you now. Since we've, uh, uh, like I tell Brother Anthony early, uh, Sister Connie, uh, if you retire from your job, the Lord is going to get you busy. Especially in the days we're living in these in these times, uh, yeah, we've been we've been busy, but it's been good. I mean, uh, we started the Book of John, and it's a very powerful book, and uh, it was good. I I did I did enjoy, you know, uh, being in, in front of my brothers and sisters and sharing the truth of God's word. Uh, this church gave me the opportunity, so praise God. Thank you, thank you for your uh, kind words and your prayers. We're very grateful. We'll see. Like I said, I'm like I'm, you know, right now I, you know, I I don't really say I've, I've had the title, but it's in the place like right now. My brother Anthony's doing something out in California. He should be coming home. I mean, he should be here in Texas or back by now. But really, I'm the person there. I'm <laughs> right now. I'm the man that's uh, there. You wonder sometimes. Ooh, wow. But. You know, uh, if you're in those kind of places, God has a reason, and you're able to do what God's called us to do. 
by his grace and by his Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, praise God. It's It's been a, uh, like I said, it's been a pretty good week. It's been busy at first. It's uh, it, it, we finally had a respite to catch up some here at the house. Um, we've got really, really, really cold weather coming. I don't know if uh, Andrew knows anything. I think it's sort of like warm in their time, but it's really going to get cold here in Texas and uh, most of the country. Uh, we're going to be like um, below freezing for like two or three days. Uh, the day highs and in, in, in the nighttime, the nighttime, we could get anywhere from 9 to 12 degrees, 9 to 12 degrees here in uh, Dublin. So 80, yeah, there you go. Enjoy. But, I mean, brother, just a couple of days ago, let me tell you how crazy this is. The weather uh, is just another sign of the Lord's coming. We had we had almost 70 degrees. I've never seen it uh, uh, green grass here in Texas in, in January. As far as I remember, I've never seen green grass and flowers blooming and trees trying to bud. And now we're going to have this, you know, this, this harsh uh, cold coming. It's going to be a shock to them. But it's almost like the seasons are, you know, mixing, or whatever you want to call it. But this will be the coldest weather we've had this year uh, coming up. And it's not going to be like the one in 2021. It's going to be maybe a little bit of, Sleep, maybe a little bit freezing rain. We could uh, in maybe two or three days. And then after that, it's going to start. Well, one group, the group that's here in Texas, weather people we have, uh, they say about three or four days. Another guy says it's going to be all the way through Saturday. But anyway, oh, yeah, it's getting, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally, uh, you know, it's, it's totally uh, like on steroids. <laughs> I mean, the weather has been unbelievable. What about, what about all the, uh, the, all the sightings in the sky. What about all the sightings we're having on the earth of uh, supposedly, you know, uh, Nephilim or, or tall people or unusual people and things like that? This is this is happening. The veil is getting thinner. But these are what Jesus said. But, you know, as you read about that, understand the signs are mainly for the Jews. We as believers, we have the Holy Spirit, and he reveals the truth to us. But, I mean, as we see it, it just tells us to watch and pray. Watch and pray. And that's what we're doing. And we're excited because the Lord could come anytime. The Lord could come anytime. Uh, when he gets uh, ready to uh, start dealing with Israel, totally, he's going to intervene because they're, you know, they're getting surrounded. And they got a lot of people that want them gone and destroyed. They want them to divide them up. Whatever they want to, you know, say, they're trying. It's the whole world. Lord have mercy, even the leaders in our country. When that happens, the Lord's going to show up, and he is the one that's going to stand up for Israel. And then the people that come against Israel will face everything like the people in Gideon's day when they turned on each other. And you think about when they had their kind of nature and stuff, yeah, yeah, they could do that. They would say, oh, no, we're supposed to be the one. No, we're supposed to be the head people. No, we are And they're going to turn on each other because that's the nature of man. They all want to be number one. Really, they all want to be like in the place of a king or God, because that's how Satan is. And that's what will happen. It will all come down. It will be a confederation, but they won't be able to uh, stay like that. They'll turn on each other, or God will make them turn on each other, and different things can happen. Fire, like, came down like it did on Sodom and Gomorrah. Everything, 
you know, God doesn't need man's weapons. <laughs> He's Almighty God. He can use every resource he has. And the people will know and clearly see that the God of Israel was there to intervene. And then that, as far as I can tell, when that happens, how it looks like the scenario that the Antichrist, the beast, will play on that and say, I am the Messiah, or I am the one that's going to help this world. He's going to be a liar and deceiver. He's going to be like Christ, but he's a master deceiver. He's going to be like Christ, Christ-like. Sort of like they try to say about that man and wife in Italy. No. No, there's only one Christ. Hallelujah. And uh, anyway, well, that's the scenario that's coming. All right. Well, praise God. Let's get uh, let's get started tonight. Thank God. Uh, oh, yeah, the other thing we do at our church, uh, uh, I'll say real quick, every year, this is the pastor brought, we do a 21-day fast to see what God wants us to do and have more clarity and all. And me and Sister Brenda have been doing the Daniel fast. It has not been too bad. It has been the, uh, being renewed and more energy. Uh, feel, you know, uh, we're losing weight, both me and her, but it's getting more, like I said, clarity and focusing on the Lord. So uh, it's been humbling and understand that we do need to focus on the Lord. But the Daniel fast is good, and there's a lot of uh, uh, things that are available uh, before it nowadays compared to probably what it used to be, but, I mean, all plant-based items and stuff. Nothing, you know, no uh, no sugar, no processed food, no no meat. Uh, but um, we've been we've been hanging in there and doing good. Uh, we've learned about maybe some other ways we should uh, fix our our uh, our diet and our n- nutrition and things that we need and and uh, sort of weigh it out and uh, getting you know in some some better shape, but more spiritually better shape. So anyway. So we've been doing that, too. Well, glory to God. Um, I'm grateful that we could come together. I'm grateful they got the uh, uh, blog talk, Lord's Hour, going good again, thank God, and that we can get into uh, this message, get into the worship and praise, and thank God for everything. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you. Praise you this uh, evening, Lord. I'm, uh, I'm very grateful. I'm very humble. Father, we thank you for who you are in our lives. Lord, that anything about anything really about titles or any place, it's who you make us and to be a humble servant. And, Lord, that uh, I humbly want to serve you here and humbly serve you at Calvary Fellowship here in Dublin, Texas, Father. And I thank God for all my brothers and sisters. And I pray of anything, Lord, I draw them closer to you and to hear what you're saying by your Holy Spirit for such a time as we live. Father, we're very grateful that we've been raised up for such a time as this. I pray that we would walk in the steps of our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ, and walk in the steps of our brothers and sisters that have gone before us. Lord, we're very grateful that we have you, because we can do nothing without you, Lord, especially with the Holy Spirit within our life. Father, we pray for the anointing. We pray for uh, discernment of the Holy Spirit as we share your word, that it comes alive in our lives as we 
read uh, Wednesday that you are the living word, Lord. I mean, over anything about the ink and pages or apps or whatever, it's you, Lord. You are the living word of Almighty God, that you bring the message of our Father, and you bring it to us about his love, his mercy, his grace, his truth, his righteousness, and judgment for all who reject his love and reject you, Lord. Well, Father, the whole, the whole picture, the whole, the, everything has to be shared, not just one side. But they understand clearly that you spoke about judgment in hell more than you ever did speak about heaven because you didn't want people to be there. You didn't want them to face it. You want them to know that they need you. And, Lord, in these urgent, desperate times, these times, prophetic times, these times of your coming, the end of the age, the end of grace times, the end of the church age, people need to come and become part of the family of God. And that's what we want to share, Lord, that we share the truth of the gospel, share the will and purpose of the Father, and that you're coming soon. Lord, the people need to know it. And they need to get it right with you and get it settled. And then they can live. And they can live forever. Father, we thank you and praise you. We honor you. We pray now, be guided by your Holy Spirit. Watch over and protect us from the enemy or any kind of interference or anything of the world system. In the name of Jesus, by the power of your blood. And Father, we pray, watch over the computers and the phones. We thank you that we can come together. Just as two or three gathered together. There you are. You're here. You never leave or forsake us, Lord. You're always here. You said when the Holy Spirit comes, he stays. Just like that song you've been showing me this week, a God that stays, a God that stays. His arms are open wide right now. I pray anybody out there, they don't know you, Lord. They would come to know you tonight. We honor and praise you, Father. We thank you again. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Praise God. So for the first song, our glorious Savior, Christ Jesus, be magnified. And by the word of God, it is very important because God the Father has magnified his Son. In Philippians 2, verse 6, it says, Glory to the Lord, who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God as one with him, possessing the fullness of the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, as if he did not already possess it or afraid of losing it. So he knew he possessed it even in this place of, of being a man and afraid of losing it. He had no, no, no concern about that. But emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity. Emptied himself. But only temporary, giving up the outward expression of divine equality and the rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men. That, like who we are. But he came to our level. He came to identify with us. And he did it because of love. Now, remember this and understand this. Everything that he did is because of love for us. And this is what he did. What kind of love is this? 
Did you say sacrificial love? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He became completely human, but was without sin. Glory to God, he was perfect man. Being fully God and fully man, praise God. After he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man for a divine appointed time. Well, appointed time to take care of this thing called sin and the fallen one. He humbled himself. Still further. He went further. By becoming obedient to the Father. To the point of death. Even death on a cross. And for him doing that. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, understand that it's so important in our lives to humble ourselves, to know our place, to know our place. What has God done? God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Jesus Christ is the name above every name. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And praise God in the time of grace, he saved you. And he can be your personal Savior if you don't know him. If you do, you should praise him and worship him. Who he is and what he's done for us at that cross and praise God at the grave. So that the name of Jesus, so at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission. You will bow to Christ one way or the other of those who are in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, sovereign God to the glory of God the Father. Brothers and sisters, these are pretty well the ones that have not trusted Jesus because we already do. We already do do this. We always open it. And Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the glorious Son of God and Savior. We're saying it now. But everybody else will too. Wherever they're at, everybody will bow down and say, Jesus is Lord. He is the King of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. Hallelujah. Christ be magnified. Amen? Christ be magnified. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We're created suddenly articulate the thousand tongues to lift one cry from north to south to east to where may Christ be magnified. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. For the whole earth echoing his eminence, his name would burst from sea and sky, from rivers to the mountain top, we hear Christ being magnified. Come on now, sing it, pray. 
praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. Amen. In us, the vessel, the servant, son and daughter. Every creature finds its most melody. Every human heart is made of pride. Only one in rapture him of praise. We sing Christ be magnified. Amen. Oh, Christ be magnified. Let praise arise. Christ be magnified in me. Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, proclaim it. Proclaim it. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I won't bow to idols. I'll stand strong and worship you. And if it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice cause you there too. I won't be formed by feelings. I hold fast to what is true. The cross brings transformation. Then I'll be crucified with you. Cause death is just a doorway into resurrection life. And if I join you in your suffering, then I join you when you rise, when you return in your glory with all the angels and the saints. My heart will be singing, my song will be the same. Hallelujah! Christ be magnified, let his praise arise. Christ be magnified. In me, oh, Christ be magnified, Sister of my life, Christ be magnified in me, oh, Christ be magnified, let his praise arise, Christ be magnified in me, oh. No, Christ be magnified on the altar of my life. Christ be magnified in me. Amen. God's death is just going to resurrection life. Hallelujah. It really come off the page for me about that, that one part of that verse as our pastor passed. As he says here, uh, 
I won't be formed. I won't be formed by feelings. I'll hold fast to what is true. The cross brings transformation. Then I'll be crucified with you, because death is just the doorway into resurrection life. That's all death is to us, brothers and sisters. It's like a doorway, and the door is open. The Lord has opened the door. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Understand that, but we're still alive and remain, and uh, it could be a place that we've been raised up to such a time as this that we will be here when the Lord comes and not face physical death. Very possible. We have died to self. It's called we are crucified with Christ. That's what matters, truthfully, is dying to self more than the physical death. It's dying to self. That's very important. But that, that just leaps off the page at me to show that that's what our pastor is. Because death is just a doorway into the resurrection life. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Well, praise God as we magnify Christ and who he is and all that he's done and how does he do it. He is full of grace. And in that grace, he gives us eternal life. So we celebrate grace. Praise God to grace. Oh, thank God for God's grace. Amazing grace. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, who you are and what you've done. We worship and praise you. Give you honor. Love and do the ancient cross. Hallelujah. It did. How precious is my Savior's love. Yes, love endures. The beauty of heaven wrapped in my shame. Thank you, Jesus. The image of love upon death's frame. Amen. If having my heart worth the pain. Wow. What a joy to give beyond the grave. If love found my soul worth dying for, wonderful, how glorious, my Savior's charm, victorious, yes, Lord. My chains are gone. My debt is paid. Hallelujah. From death to life and grace to grace. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. What oh, yeah. Let your spirit move on us, Lord. Defend and now on the vacant tomb. <laughs> How great is the hope that lives in you. Amen. Blessed hope. The passion that tore through hell like a rose. Amen. Victorious. 
the promise of roll back death and it's stone. Amen. Lord. The freedom is worth the life you raise. So where is my sin? Where is my shame? If love paid it all to have my heart, how wonderful, how glorious, my Savior scars, victorious. My chains are gone. Amen. We're free. My debt is paid, paid in full. From death to life and grace to grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on now. See that cross, I see freedom. When I see that grave, I see Jesus. From death to life, I'll sing your praise and the wonder of your grace. See that cross, I see freedom. When I see that grave, I see Jesus. From the death to life, I'll sing your praise and the wonder of your grace. When I see that cross, I see freedom. When I see that grave, I see Jesus. And from death to life, I sing your praise and the wonder of your grace. When I see that cross, I see freedom. When I see that grave, I see Jesus. When I bring death to life, I'll sing your praise. And the wonder of your grace. So we'll sing your praise. And the wonder of your grace. And my soul will sing your praise. Wonderful. How glorious. My Savior God. Victorious, my chains are gone, my debt is paid, from death to life, and grace to grace, amen, see that cross, I see freedom, when I see that grave, I see Jesus, when I see the death is life, I'll sing your praise and the wonder of your grace. When I see that cross, I see freedom. When I see that grave, I see Jesus. From death to life, I'll sing your praise and the wonder of your grace. How my soul will sing your praise. And the wonder of your grace, how my soul will sing your praise. How wonderful, how glorious, hallelujah, my Savior's scars, 
victorious. Amen. My chains are gone. My debt is paid. From death to life, grace to grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, that's so powerful. How wonderful, how glorious my Savior scars, victorious. Our chains are gone. My debt is paid. When I see the cross, I see freedom. Only that Christ can give. But he set us free. But he paid our debt. The debt of sin that had to be dealt with. Praise God. Our debt is paid. That's why we have peace. That's why we have hope. But everybody else out there that does not come to Jesus, does not receive his loving scars, what he did, he poured out his life and blood for us, they'll pay their debt. They'll pay with their debt in eternity. Very clear. We're free. The debt's been paid that had to be paid. Our sin had to be dealt with. From death to life, grace to grace. The very start. If love endured that ancient cross, how precious is my Savior? Oh, it's very precious. It brings life. It brings redemption. It brings freedom. It brings salvation and life. It brings reconciliation with God the Father. Because the only way to deal with sin had to be the Son of God and his power and the Spirit and being and, 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 and identify with man. The only thing that takes care of sin is the shedding of innocent blood. And it just couldn't be of animals. Oh, no, it had to, be, had to be greater. It had to be our glorious Savior and the Son of God come and be a man to identify with us to bring the perfect sacrifice. There is no one else, no other person, no other deity or anything or, or created being, excuse me, any kind of created being that could do this. It had to be the Son of God. He made a way where there was no way for anybody, not one of them. This is so powerful what the Lord is revealing. Hallelujah. You have to be free. Your debt has to be paid, and Christ has done it. But what God requires, that you understand and know that personally. That's what matters. He's done it. He's made a way. Not one of his created children needs to face hell. Not one of them needs to face called the place called the tribulation. But what happens, arrogance and pride gets in the way. That old sin, what brought the devil down, brings down many other people, God have mercy. You have to humble yourself like the Savior. And come to Jesus and understand you don't have the answers. You can't pay your debt. You can't free yourself from the enemy. Only the Savior, the captain of hosts, the glorious Lord and King, victorious. He is the one that can do it. 
and it's by his own scars and his sacrifice and death is how it has happened. And then praise God, praise God, three days later, glory to God, victorious over death, hell, and the grave, what you will face without Jesus. But with Jesus, you have everlasting life. Because love endured that ancient cross. Love endured that tomb. Love is what brought down, I mean, what took care of our fall. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, what you revealed. And because of that, and you as believers, oh, hallelujah, this day is coming. As we, as we sing it, as we pray it, as the Lord told us, Sing this until you see me coming. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come tonight. Glory to God. Come. Come in your perfect way in time, I know, Lord. But we have a longing and wanting to be with you and to be in our home that you have been making and creating and having prepared for us over 2,000 years. It's going to be amazing. We know, Lord, that you shared with Brother Elvie and others here that you have you have made a part for us because this ministry of reaching out to others. The Lord's our part. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it's beautiful. But we sing it like you told us, Lord, until we see you come. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, even so come. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Singing out, brothers and sisters. Let the know, let the Lord know where your heart is. Hallelujah. We want to be with him. Thank you, Jesus. All of creation, all of the earth, make straight a highway, a path for the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Call back the sinner. Wake up the saints. Let every nation shout of your fame. Jesus is coming soon. Oh, hallelujah. Like a bride. Waiting for her groom will be a church ready for you. Every heart longing for our king, we sing. Even so, God, Lord Jesus, God. Even so, God, Lord Jesus, God. Amen. There will be justice, all will be new, you're known forever, faithful and true. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Like a bride waiting for her groom, we'll be at church ready for you every heart. Longing for our King, we sing, 
freedom and so come. Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Freedom and so come. Lord Jesus, come. So we wait. We wait for you. God, we wait. You're coming soon. So we wait. We wait for you. God, we wait. You're coming soon. Like a bride waiting for her broom will be a church forever for you. Every heart longing for our King we sing. Like a bride waiting for her broom will be a church will be ready for you. Every heart longing for our King we sing, even so come, Lord Jesus, come. Oh, yes, our hope, Lord. Even so come, Lord Jesus, come. The day of Christ, hallelujah. Even so come, Lord Jesus, come. The day of redemption, Lord. Even so come, Lord Jesus, come. Resurrection rapture. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God, he's coming. Until he comes, this is what God wants us to know for such a time as this. Put this down. God's will and purpose for us today. God's will and purpose for us today, the day we're living right now. Amen? Praise God. Shalom, brothers and sisters in Christ. Grace, mercy, and love for, from our Heavenly Father. Jesus Christ, our glorious Savior, and the Holy Spirit to give our life. Amen? Let's see what Brother... <clears throat> Brother Andrew has here Revelation 1 7 says Behold he cometh with clouds And every eye shall see him And they also who which pierce And also which pierce them Which would be the Jews And all the kindreds of the earth shall well Because of him even so Amen Amen brother thank you Thank you for sharing brother Andrew Praise God Good word praise God Well this week well, this week during the first part of um, even so, and we just put even so, uh, come, amen, <laughs> amen, praise God, that's awesome, shall because of him, even so, come, amen, that's right, Lord. Well, this week during the first part of it, I keep hearing will and purpose. Well, when I hear that, I know that the Lord Jesus is telling me to study and know this for each of us, for each of you, uh, each of us really should be, because I'm part of it too, 
each of us to know for each of us my truth and word. The Lord Jesus is telling me to study and know that for each of us my truth is word. Amen? With all that's going on these days, and with all that is going on these days and going into the new year, and especially us, what we face at the end of 2023, uh, there is a lot about wondering what our will, what's the will and purpose for us, Lord. We sure better know the will and purpose of our Father through the Son, Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen? Because that's how it is. That's the way it is set up. So easily to get off track or course if we focus too much on this world and what is going on in it. This world or even in our own life too. Remember what Jesus said. Let no man or person deceive you from any other person, government of this world, religion of this world, or man and man, and the master and deceiver, Satan, to our own self. Amen? What we are going to be doing as we are still here until the Lord Jesus comes for us and takes us to our real home, heaven, as he has promised in his word, amen? What is the will and purpose for our life as new creation and born-again believers in Jesus, sons and daughters of God? What are we to be doing since we have received such a great eternal salvation? Two very important questions. God's word tells us the answers for these important questions for such a time as this. Let's look. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. But God, and there's that love that endures, but God, being so very rich in mercy, thank God he is, because of his great and what? Wonderful love, which he loved us, enduring love, everlasting love. Oh, hallelujah. Even when we were what? Spiritually dead. That means you are dead and there is no life. Oh, yeah, you could be living and breathing. That's by the grace of God. But the real life is God's life in us. That is eternal life. Even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of what? Our sins. You can't come in the presence of God if you're sinful. He made us spiritually alive together with Christ. Glory to God. For by his grace, what is his grace? His undeserved favor and mercy. We didn't deserve it. You can't earn it. But he gave it. You have been saved from what? You have been saved from God's judgment. Because there will be judgment on sin. Sin will be dealt with. Now Christ did. All who believe and trust him it has been dealt with. And he raised up us together with him. Raised up together with Christ. When we believed. Hallelujah. Believe is very important. Doing that book of John. This in the book of John. How important is belief? 90 references to believe. 
in the book of John. I think God wants us to know that. And seated us with him in heavenly places. Because we are in Christ Jesus. Wow. Look where you've come. You've come from the outhouse into the throne room. And he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus by providing for our redemption. Isn't that amazing? Thank God. What kind of love that God has, the true living God. And he he goes on. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. Oh, God the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit drawing you to Christ. Don't turn away. Don't reject or disregard. Don't reject or disregard what God is showing you by his spirit. You might not have another chance. Oh, understand this is a day of redemption. This is a day of salvation. Do not reject the one who can save you. God, you don't want to do that. That you have been saved. Rejoice, brothers and sisters in Christ. That you have been saved. It's done. It is finished, Jesus said. Actually, what is being saved? Actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life. So, as we see clearly, that judgment, hand in hand with death, hell, in a place called the lake of fire, and give eternal life is who we are in Christ and the place we'll be going. Amen? Through what? Faith. Right now, through faith. And this salvation is not of yourself. How can it be? We can never meet the standards of God. How foolish is the wisdom of men saying, oh, you've got to earn it. Oh, you've got to deserve, deserve it. Oh, God, you've got to keep it. You're not capable. Only one who can do it is God. He said that himself. He said what's impossible for man is totally possible for God. That's what he told us. When the disciples asked, well, who can be saved? This man has done all this, and he's rich and all, and the Pharisees are all rich and all them keeping the so-called rules of tradition. People who believe and trust in God, trust in his son, very clear. <laughs> this is the thing that's been dealt with through all history because this is man trying to understand God's word in his own Wisdom and flesh. That's why we have so many denominations and religions. It's man's way, not God's. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort. But it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. That you receive what God the Father has given. And that is love through his Son. And understand That's the way God's love comes, is through his son, the only one, through his son. Everybody may be very grateful we're in the time of grace. Praise God for that. Not as a result of your work, nor your attempts to keep the law. 
You always fail. Nobody. Nobody has beat this except Christ. He fulfilled it all. He never failed at any point. Never sinned at any point in his life. I'm sure he was tempted more than we ever thought of. Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because it's the same that the problem with the devil and the fallen angel, they were so prideful and arrogant. They thought they were it. They think they're greater than God. The Lord doesn't want you there. So what he revealed to Paul and the Holy Spirit is this, so that no one will be able to boast or be pride or self-righteous fool to take credit in any way for his or her salvation. It's Jesus who did What we've been called to do is believe it and accept the gift of God. The greatest gift you'll ever receive is salvation and eternal life. Oh, glory to God. For we are his workmanship. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? We are his own workmanship. He made this happen. His own master work, a work of art. How are you a master work in a work of art? Because you're created in Christ Jesus. He makes you who you are. As you become a believer, he don't see you as a sinful, lost person. He don't see you as sinful. He sees you as a work of art. He sees you like his son. Isn't that powerful? Remember, we're living by faith, not by what you see. <laughs> it's it's Christ Jesus. It's, it's coming from the inside out. Pray that we're shining the light of God, but you've been called the light of God. He called it established. You are the light of God. Excuse me, you're the light of the world. Or the light of God, yes. You're the light of the world. As I am the light of the world, now my light's going to shine through you. Created in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? How are we created in Christ Jesus? We are reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used for good work that we think of, that we think we do. No, no, no. Got to keep reading the scripture. Don't take it out of context. Ready for good works which God prepared for us. What God prepared for us beforehand, taking tasks which he set. Isaiah 64, 8 says, but now, but now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay and thou art the potter. And we will all and, and we all are the work of thy hand. Amen, brother. Amen, brother Andrew. That is right. Yes, we're like we're like clay in the potter in God's hand. Thank God. It's his hand. And then we saw that his scars are glorious. Victorious through his scars. They're loving scars that we'll see, as far as I know, for all eternity. To know what Christ did for us, that we couldn't, but praise God, he did. And so that we would walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. God wants his best for you. And that's his best. Is through his Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? So God's will for all of his created children is to save us and give us his life, which is eternal life. That's 
is God's will and purpose for each one of you, his created children. But he wants you to become his eternal children. And that's in Jesus alone. Born again by the Spirit. Then you're God's true children. It is available to all. But you have to do something. This is this now this is a big one. This this is what God says. Now, not all that stuff they try to tell you. Oh, you gotta earn it. You gotta work for it. Every other any kind of religion or denomination, anything, it's all about what you do. God says it's done. Believe and trust me. Amen. But this is what you have to do. This is it. This is the big one. Can anybody handle it? Believe and trust in his son, Jesus Christ, for salvation and eternal life. Amen. Amen, Brother Andrew. Amen, you are. You, as the born-again believer, is eternal children, but we want the others. You're right. We want the other of God's created children come to know Jesus. We really do. That's a good prayer. So God's will for all of his created children is just to save us and give us his life, which is eternal life, is available for all. Oh, I already said, I did it, but I'm gonna, I guess the Lord wants me to share it again. But you have to do something. Here's the key. Believe and trust in his son, Jesus Christ, for salvation, eternal life. It is to believe in him and what he has done. That's the key. So because of our decision to trust in Jesus for salvation and eternal life, then come to good work which God prepared, not us, but God. Not something of man or religion, but God. We are to be taking path which he set, not man ourselves. Amen? He, go, he goes on with this word and truth. This is the will and purpose for you. Oh, Hallelujah. So that you would walk in them or live in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Even for such a time as this, we are living in. Amen. God is never caught off guard or unprepared. He knows all things and he knows us better than ourselves. You know, brothers and sisters, as me and Sister Brenda reflect, we're so amazed what God has done in our life. You know, you pray about things and you ask about things in your life and how things have changed and it's hard to find a church that's really lifting up Jesus and sharing the truth of the word. Well, praise God, we have found one here in Dublin, thank God. And it's not like a big church or anything. But it is a church that's together. It's family. It's people seeking God's word and wanting to know what the Holy Spirit wants in our life. He brought that to us. He has brought us brothers and sisters who care and love us just like you do here at the Lord's house. It's amazing to see how he's blessed us with children, grandchildren, and now great-grandchildren. In my life, would I ever think of that I would be in that place? It's absolutely amazing 
the life that God gives you if you let him. The key to it, the key to it, you've got to humble yourself and empty yourself and say, I need you, Lord. I need more of you and less of me. That's how it happens. You have to come to the place and know your place. Let go and let God. All these people in the word of God, all these stories and testimonies and all, are people that struggled, that even sinned, and they had battles. But come in their lives, what it all came together or came to the end of or what they knew, it is all about him. It's all about having faith in him and that he's the one that helps us overcome and be victorious. It's about how much we need him in our life. He's the one who made us, and he's the one who left, who made, you know, after the fall, how it was going to be, there was going to be a void. Well, of course, the old devil probably has some kind of idea what that means. So he tries to fill it with everything from this world, from pride to lust to hate to anger to partying to whatever you want to call it, everything. But the only thing that will bring you contentment, the only thing that will fulfill you and bring you peace and hope is Jesus. He's the giver of life. He has the words of life. And the Holy Spirit's revealing them. But it is amazing what God has done in our lives as we look around and see. It's, it's, it's absolutely, I just praise him and thank him, but I, I, I just wanted to share as I have walked with the Lord since 1980, that is, this is real. And if you don't know Jesus and you want something happen and change in your life, oh, you need him. You need him. There is no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one will go to heaven. No one will have eternal life without Jesus. Believe in and trust in him and what he did for you. God is never caught off guard. Or unprepared. He knows all things and he knows better than ourselves. Praise God that he does. He wants the best for us, brothers and sisters. He gave his best to us so that we could be saved and have the life of God in our life now and for all eternity. His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen forever. That's what God gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believeth in him, trusts him, will not perish but be saved. That's what has to happen. And here in Ephesians shows exactly what you're being saved from. You're getting saved from the consequences of your sin in the flesh. If it is not under the blood of Jesus. Now, that's the truth. So now, we will study and learn and know more about God's will and purpose for us right now as we live and breathe in these last days. Amen? First, we'll start with God's will. The definition of will, posed or willing to, determined or sure to. God's will is sure and determined. It really is. 
He is willing to do far more in our life than we can think or dream. Amen? Now by his word, as I get a drink. God's guidance. Oh, Psalm 78, verse 1. Listen to this. This is how amazing God is. It's like it says, as we were sinners and lost, Christ died for us. Listen to what it says in Psalm 78. God's guidance of his people in spite of their unfaithfulness. Here's the word. Listen, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth and be willing to learn. That's what the Lord wants. I can tell you, you've got to be humble to do that. You've got to have a, a, a teachable heart, it is called. That, that, that takes being humble and not being a know-it-all, that's for sure. Part of God's will are these points. Number one, listen, O oh my people. One of the main ones we should be doing. Amen? I mean, listen. And then again, and number two, listen to his teaching through the Holy Spirit. Amen? And then number three, incline your ears or listen up real good. Amen? Be willing to learn. Have a teachable heart and not arrogant but humble. Amen. And as you say, you see listen, you see incline, listen up. You can see very clear that God wants us to listen. He gave us two ears and one mouth. So he wants to listen, he wants us to listen twice as much as we speak. Amen. All right. Psalm 20, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and okay, we go, I'm sorry. Isaiah 25, verse 1. This is a song of praise for God's favor from the prophet Isaiah. Oh, Lord, you are my God. I exalt you. I praise you. I mean, excuse me, I praise and give you. I mean, excuse me, let me slow down. I praise you and give thanks to your name. Oh, yes, name above all names, the name that has all power and authority. For you have done miraculous things. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many miraculous things. Hallelujah to our Lord. Plans formed long, long ago, fulfilled with perfect faithfulness. Amen. Even in the place that if we're faithless, he is faithful. Because it's not dependent upon us except to believe and trust him. It's dependent upon him in our lives. He keeps us. He watches over us. He protects us. We've been trusting man in this world way too long. We have one that is greater. Where's our faith? Where is it? We call out to our God and our Savior. Help us, Lord. A brother, um, one doing the uh, one of my devotions, I think, from Bread of Life, and he was talking about that we need to be praying and that all that was going on and things that are happening in the world and in the, in, in the example that he was sharing. And his prayer was this, Father, we're in trouble. That's what he prayed. We're in trouble. Please come and help us. That's what he prayed. That's where this world's at. Father, we're in trouble. Come help us. He will. And he is. 
but you can see the heart by all that we see going on. You see it wherever you're at. Because Brother Andrew's over there in New Zealand, and we're on this side of the world. It's happening everywhere. It's increasing. But it's pointing to our glorious homecoming. Amen. Song of praise. Hallelujah. Part of the will of God for us is to, I will exalt you. Amen. Number two, I will praise you. Amen. And number three, give thanks to him in his mighty name. Name above all names. Jesus, our glorious Savior and King, the Anointed One, the Christ, the Savior, Yeshua. Yeshua HaMashiach to the Israelis or the Jewish people. Jesus is the true Messiah. Do not be left behind and be, and be deceived by the false one that's coming. Why should we be doing this unto no other? You have done miraculous things in our lives, O oh God, and you have done them with perfect love and faithfulness. That's why he does them. Amen? Isaiah 57, 2. He enters into peace through death. He enters into peace through death? That's where he gets peace, is through death. They rest, they rest in their bed. Well, you know, really for us, you know, you die to self when you come to Jesus. You know, it says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. We identify with Christ. We identify what he has done. That brings peace to us. That we understand that our debt's been paid, that our sin is under the blood, and that we don't face God's wrath and judgment because the Savior, the Son of God, has saved us. That's why we have peace. And what else? The ones that are passed, or we call graduated, they rest in their beds. Great. Because, see, you know, Christ had never really painted. You know, he, he gave it a place. He's sleeping. And they kept begging him. What do you mean he's sleeping? Okay, he's dead. But I'm greater than dead. That's what he was telling them. Like, talking about Lazarus. Well, he's, well, he's been in there a long time. He stinks. I don't matter. I'm greater than that. Each one who walked uprightly, Following God's will, living in integrity. There's the key. The people who rest in peace, when you go to the funeral and the pastor or whoever says that they better know Jesus, because if they do not, they didn't know Jesus, I pray they cried out. If they didn't know him at the end of their life, they are not resting in peace. There will be no peace. There will be no rest for the lost and sinful. Only those, each one, who walk uprightly, following God's will, live with integrity, living with integrity. The only way that happens is in Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The only way, and I share this here right here. You know when you go to memorials or funerals, many times you hear the pastor say, he or she is resting in peace. But the truth is, there is one way this will happen in your life. One way, follow God's will. What is God's will and purpose for us, for each of us? The number one most important part of his will for you, believing and having faith 
and Jesus Christ to be forgiven of your sins and made right in the eyes of God by believing and trusting in what Jesus Christ has done for you to bring real peace even if you die by his death and being raised from the dead only through and in him this happens. Amen. They should make that clear when they have a funeral memorial and pray that the people that, you know, they know by their life that they were believers. But if they weren't, I pray they cried out to God before their last breath. I can tell you that now. We hope they did. But we know many won't. Amos 5, verse 5 says, Hate evil and love good and establish justice in the court of the city gate. Perhaps the Lord God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph, that is, those who remain after God's justice. Hate evil and love good. Amen. Another part of God's will for us. Amen. It really is. Matthew 5, verse 9. Blessed, spiritually calm, with a life joy in God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace. For they will express his character and be called sons and daughters of God. Amen. That's what we've been called to do. We're not supposed to bring uh, division. We're not supposed to bring hate or supposed to judge or whatever each other or, or bring war. We're supposed to bring peace. We're supposed to be peace. Ones who try to make peace or try to settle people's differences in relationships, not in ourselves, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we've been called. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We should be acting like him. We are called to be maintainers of peace and that we will express his character in our lives now. Amen? God's will for us is sons and daughters. Amen? Glory to God. Matthew 11, verse 25. What what is the command? What is the command of the Lord? What is the command of the Father? Caption for this word, come to me. Didn't say come to a, a religious leader. Didn't say come to some leader of a nation. Sure didn't say come to some uh, created being. It says, come to me, the God and creator, and the one who's Savior. At that time, Jesus said, oh, hallelujah. Look how he prays. Look how he prays. Look how he speaks to and, and, and speaking about his Father. I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I openly and joyfully acknowledge your great wisdom that you have hidden these things these spiritual truths from the wise and intelligent. Wise and intelligent. In men's foolish wisdom or doctrines of demons or the influence of the fallen one in his evil spirits. That's the kind of wise and intelligent he's talking about. He's talking about the kind of intelligence that comes in pride. Reveal them to infants. What are infants? To new believers, 
to those seeking God's will and purpose. I pray you have done that in your life. I pray you're doing it now. He's revealing what is his will and purpose for us in these last days. Jesus Christ praised his Father for showing the simple and foolish people of this world the truth about him. Those who are humble and seeking God's will and purpose. That's the way you have to come to God. Who are they, brothers and sisters, according to the Son of God himself? His words, new believers, or born-again believers in him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's, that's you and me. We who believe, believe and trust in Jesus. Know who you are in Christ. Then Jesus gives the greatest invitation for all eternity to all who will come to him. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you weary and heavy, burdened by what? Religious ritual that provide no peace, dead, dry religion of man. One that always wants you to work. Always say you're going to lose your salvation. Oh, you never meet the standard. I'm better than you. That's all the lies of the devil. The only one who brings you rest, the only one who can save you and deliver you and free you is Jesus. It's always been that way. And I give you rest, refreshing of your souls with salvation. You know, one thing we have learned, we're learning, and Brother uh, Victor, our brother in heaven now, expressed, and I was seeing and knowing, more than like congregation or the, uh, I don't know, the structured names they give churches, it's family. Well, we're the family of God. The early church in the book of Acts were meeting in homes. It wasn't some kind of like institutional thing or business or whatever. It's family. Oh, yes, there's structure. But we should never lose sight. We're the family of God. And that we need, we need the head of the church, <laughs> churches for sure. We need the, 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 the giver of life and the, the spirit of God, the connection from, from the Lord to from our Father to us through the Holy Spirit. But that's where they miss it, all the religious groups. They're so worried about the rules and regulations. They're so concerned about, oh, they're going to leave, they're going to lose their grip or control over you. But what's important is you be in a place where the name of Jesus is lifted up. And that the way to salvation and life is through him, through his life and blood on a cross and raised and rose again the third day. And he's coming again for us who believe and trust him. That's important. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You see, it's all about him. It's all about Christ. Follow me as my disciple. He's saying that to each and every one of us. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest 
renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. Are you getting that where you're worshiping? I hope you are. Because that's what should be coming your way. And that as you face trials and tests, that you know that you're not alone. That because of the presence of the Lord, others will be there. Others will pray for you. Others will help you. Others will help meet your needs. The people, most of the people will be Christ-like. And there's a lot of hurting people out there. The world has beat down a lot of people. The devil, he doesn't play nice. He tears them down. He wants to destroy them. He wants them to lose hope. And the only one who can give them hope is our Lord. I pray we're the light and we're the witness that they can know there is good news. There is encouragement. There is answers. And it can be settled in your life. You call out to Jesus. You see what he says, I'll give you rest. Renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. Refreshings of your souls with salvation. That's how you're refreshed. Not religion. Not man's idea. But the presence of the Lord by his spirit. For your souls. For what? My yoke is easy to bear. And my burden is light. Because he's done all the heavy work. He's the one with the big shoulders. Amen? This is what Jesus Christ offers for you for all eternity. I pray you hear him call you before it is too late. Amen? Mark 8, verse 33. But turning around with his back to Peter and seeing his disciples, Oh, understand, the Lord gets real with us. He rebuked Peter, saying, get behind me. Did he say Peter? No. Did he say the rock? No. He said, get behind me, Satan. For what Peter was saying was going against what the will and purpose of God was for his son. And he knows where that comes from. For get behind me, Satan, for your mind is not set on God's will or his values and purposes, but on what pleases man. You see, that all lines up with what the devil wants. The little G of this world caught up in the way of man, lost man, sinful, wicked man. And Peter at that time was trying to say, no, Lord, you don't need, you know, he almost tempted me. And he knew where it was coming from. He knew where it was coming from. And as we know what the will and purpose of the Lord, and we have somebody try to say something different, uh-uh, uh-uh, get away, Satan. This is God's will and purpose. Amen? So let us learn from Peter. Hear and know what God's will for us and our minds are set on this. We surely do not want to be set on Satan or man's way, what pleases man and not God. Amen? Because that's temporal. What's eternal is what pleases God. Mark 11, verse 24. 
For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever things you ask for me in prayer, in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you'll receive them and they will be given to you. We are given the main key about about prayer here. Whatever you ask in prayer, in accordance with God's will, is number one. The other, as you pray, you believe that God is able and have confident trust in him when you pray. Do you believe in who he is, and do you believe he's able to do what you ask of him lined up with his will? I do. I know. But we got to know that it has to be lined up with his will. Luke 6, verse 21. Blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness are you who hunger now for righteousness, actually seeking right standing with God. For you are completely satisfied, blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace, grace to grace. Are you who weep now over your sins and repent? For you will laugh. When the burden of sin is lifted. Amen. And that happens daily in our lives as believers until we get, you know, resurrected, glorified bodies. But it is not condemnation if you uh, are tempted and you, you sin or make a mistake. God's greater than that. This is all about growing and maturing as believers. This is the will. This is God's will for us as we live now. Actively seeking right standing with God in our life each day. Why do we want to do this? For you will be completely satisfied, blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace. Amen. That's why. There is results by knowing and doing God's will in our life. Blessed, joyfully nourished by God's goodness. Amen. That's good stuff, isn't it? Romans 2, verse 5. But because of your stubbornness, or excuse me, uh, uh, let me back up a little bit. Beep, beep, beep. I mean, beep, beep. Okay. Because of your callous stubbornness and unrepentive heart, you are deliberately storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Oh, There is the debt that you cannot pay. Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that? This is another part of God's will. It is not for all, I mean, it is for all who reject his son, Jesus Christ, and trust the lie, Satan and how to live in your flesh. You are doing the will of your father, Satan, by doing this. So God's righteous judgment will be revealed to each one who makes this eternal decision for this. God, have mercy. Don't do it. Amen? Romans 6, verse 20. When we were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. 
You had no desire to conform to God's will. And that's true. We were our own person. Hmm. What kind of saying do we have these days? Oh, a self-made woman or a self-made man. Hmm. So when we were sinful, we had no desire to conform or, or obey God's will. Amen? But now, there should be change in our lives as born-again believers. Amen? We truthfully, by God's word and will, it has. It has happened. Let's look. By the truth of God's mighty word, hallelujah, know who you are in Christ as a born-again believer. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19, glory to God. Therefore, oh, hallelujah now. Somebody get excited and rejoice in this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what does that mean? That is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he or she is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things of previous moral and spiritual condition have washed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. Oh, yeah, God's life. But all these things are from God. You don't see my name in there. You don't see your name in there. You don't see a denomination name in there. You don't see religion in there. You don't see a pope in there. You don't see whatever, president. You don't see Satan's name in there. Oh, no, no, no. But all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through what? Through Christ, making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that by our example we might bring off, I mean, others to him to tell them you can be right with God. Reconciled, that's what it means. Amen, brother. Amen. New life in Jesus Christ, glory to God. And he brings reconciliation. Part of the Holy Spirit is reconciliation for relationships, for marriages, for parents and kids. Truthfully, for everyone. It's possible if you believe and trust in Jesus. So that by our example, we might bring others to him. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Thank you, Lord. You see, he's done it for all people. Why do you want to reject what God has done? Why would you reject this kind of love? What you cannot do anything about, he did not counting people's sins against them, but counseling them. Our debt is paid in full. Glory to God. It has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And again, what is that? That is restoration to favor with God. That you're accepted because of your faith in Jesus and by his blood. That's how you come to the Father. Therefore, if anyone in Christ, he or she is number one, that is grafted in. Amen. Number two, joined to him by faith. Amen. The only way you can. Number three, in him you are as your personal Savior. Amen. Number four, 
The old ways, the things of your sinful life have passed away. Amen. And number five, behold, new things, new ways in righteous life has come. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, praise God. This is God's will for you through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's amazing, remarkable, overwhelming, eternal grace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Galatians 2, 18 through 20. Thank you, Lord. For if, for if I or anyone else should rebuild through word or practice or by practice what I once tore down, the belief that observing the law is essential for salvation, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law. And it's demands on me. Because salvation is provided through the death and resurrection of Christ. Oh, not doing works of yourself or rituals or traditions. Mm-mm. It comes through salvation through the one who's fulfilled the law. The only one who met all of God's law and did not sin. That's why he's the Savior. So that I might from now on live to God. And then he goes on, and this is what I said earlier. I've been crucified with Christ. In him I share his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Isn't that amazing love? Nobody else has ever, nobody will ever do that. Not a king, no other so-called God. No. No, they're too arrogant and prideful. No. Our God is the true God because of love. Love casts out fear. What's the fear? The fear is people think it's physical death, but you knowing that you're a spiritual being in the godly sense, it's spiritual death. But God's love, through his son that's cast out that fear, it's gone. Because we know that Jesus is the resurrection and life, and he's victorious over physical death or definitely the spiritual death of what's the consequences of a life of sin. He's taking care of it. That's absolutely amazing. Our will, our way is through law, religion, or works, or tradition. This is not God's will. Or ways to salvation, eternal life. Amen? God's will is through his son, Jesus Christ. Who he is and what he has done personally for each of us. Because salvation is provided through the death and resurrection of Christ. Amen? God's will. Christ lives in me now and forever. Amen? Romans 6, verse 22. But now... Since I have been set free from sin, thank God, 
and have become willing slaves or sons and daughters or servants to God, you have your benefits resulting in sanctification, being made holy and set apart for God's purpose, and the outcome of this is eternal life. Amen? Look at what has happened to us. What a change. Number one, you have been set free from sin and the power of it. Amen? You have become willing servants to God. Amen? You have your benefit resulting in sanctification. Amen? Being made holy and set apart for God's purpose, not our own. Amen? And the outcome of God's will and purpose for us is eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, over and over again, five points that point to God's eternal grace. Amen. Somebody get excited. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse 27. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. Well, thank God. Thank God. All the, all the prayers done on our shoulders. We, we have. Hallelujah. Thank God for the mighty Holy Spirit. He intercedes before God on our behalf of us, God's people, in accordance with the will, God's will for us. Amen. Our glorious Savior and King does too. He's our advocate and high priest. Oh, God's got it covered. Romans 9, verse 16. Since then, God's choice is not dependent on human will, nor on human effort. The totality of human striving. But on God who shows mercy to whoever he shows us, it is his sovereign gift. God's choice for us is not based on human will, but on his will, who shows mercy to whomever he chooses. It is a sovereign gift to us, brothers and sisters. Amen. Romans 12, verse 19. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. It is written in Scripture, vengeance is mine, I will pray, says the Lord. This is part of God's will for us, brothers and sisters. Just be humble. Get out of the way. The Lord Jesus will pray those who have done you wrong. I've seen this happen in my life. And humbly thank him and do not rejoice over the ones his vengeance comes, but they they would repent and come to him through it. Amen. Lord, I pray you make a way for Sister Connie to be able to stay in the chat room in Jesus' name. Second Corinthians 1.1. Paul, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen, representative of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church which is at Corinth and all the God's people throughout all the saints, God's people through Achaia, Southern Greece. Us too, brothers and sisters, that we too, as we minister, not by our own will, but God's will in our lives. Amen. 
Galatians 3, verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, as conformity to God's will and purpose, so it is with you also. As Abraham believed in conformity to God's will and purpose, so for us too, brothers and sisters, to believe in his son Jesus Christ for salvation and eternal life. Amen. Hebrews 12, verse 11. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems sad and painful. Oh, yeah. Yep, it does. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterward it yields peaceful fruit of righteousness. It truly does. Right standing with God in a lifestyle and attitude that seeks conformity to God's will and purpose. Now you understand why we go through trials and tests, why we face God's discipline to bring us into God's will and purpose for us. Amen. Hebrews 12, verse 25. The unshaken kingdom, but everything else will be shaken. See to it that you do not refuse to listen to him who is speaking to you now. As God the Father announced that I'm speaking to everyone from Israel to the world through my son. Listen to him. For if the sons of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to him, who warned them from them on earth, revealing God's will, how much less will we escape if we turn our backs on him who warns where? From heaven. The king of glory. Hallelujah. Father, I pray you make a way for uh, Brother Andrew and Sis Connie to be uh, able to stay in the chat room in Jesus' mighty name. For such a time as this, God is revealing his will for all of mankind. This time from heaven is many ways as his word is being fulfilled and prophesied being fulfilled, leaping off the pages of his word and now headlines in our news. He's speaking very loudly. The question to all, are you, are we listening? The answer is in the first chapter of Hebrews. And that's God's final word in his son. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Hebrews 1 through 3. As God is speaking through his son in this time, <clears throat> for time we're moving on. But you can look it up. It says clearly that he has spoken through the prophets of old, and in this day he is speaking through his son. 1 Peter 3, verse 17. For it is better that you suffer unjustly for doing what it what is right, if it should be God's will, than to suffer justly for doing it. Oh, it stopped on you? Are you are you back in now? We prayed. We pray in the Lord intervene. Says Connie, are you back? We're praying that the Lord makes a way that you're able to stay. Or it's come back on for you. Amen. Amen. It says it very clearly, just like what our Savior Jesus did. Amen. Second Peter one one. Growth in Christian virtue. Simon Peter, bond servant, apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ to those who have received and possessed by God's will. Amen. That's good, sis. I'm glad. Go 
those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to those who have received and possessed by God's will a precious faith, same kind as ours. Isn't that awesome? Amen. How does this happen? By the word of God. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 John 2.1 says, Christ is our advocate. My little children, believers, dear ones, I'm writing these things so you will not sin and violate God's law. He says that, and that's what he wants for us, but look what, he, what else he says. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, the upright, the just one who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. Do you see what this is saying to us? Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. He is our advocate. He stands in for us who believe in him because we can't be in God's perfect will all the time in this flesh. But our faith in Jesus makes us in right standing with God and fulfilling his will and purpose in our lives. Amen? 1 John 2, verse 29. If you know that he is absolutely righteous, you know for certain that everyone who practices righteousness, doing what is right and conforming to God's will, has been born by him. A lifestyle. A lifestyle, brothers and sisters. This is what you will want to do, brothers and sisters, because you are born again by faith in the Son of God. And you now you have his very life, will, and purpose inside of you now. Amen? 1 John 3, 4 says, everyone who practices, that means lifestyle now, every time you see walk or practice, these are pointing to lifestyle of who you really are, what, what makes you go and tick. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And what is lawlessness? Ignoring God's law by action or neglect or by tolerating wrongdoing being unrestrained by his commands and his will. I'm going to just do whatever I want. That's pretty well what it is. It's pretty well the devil's attitude. I'm going to do what I want. Not what God said. You don't want to be there. This is what we're seeing in our world. And it seems like it's increasing. Three scriptures. I will finish about God's will and truly show us and tell us what to do. Revelation 2.5. So remember, the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old think, way of thinking, your simple behavior. Seek God's will. And do the works that you did at first when you first knew me. Otherwise, I'll visit you, remove your lampstand, the church and its impact from its place unless you repent. Revelation 2.16. Therefore, repent. Change your inner way of your inner self, your old way of thinking, your simple behavior, seek God's will. Or I'm going to come quickly, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you quickly, 
and I'll make war and fight against them with the sword of my mouth and judgment. Oh, who's that? What, what, what's happened? What about these two groups here? Are they ready? Or look what they're going to face. Where's that at? That's when Jesus comes and brings that he comes to be king and defeat all the enemies, his enemies. His second coming right here. Fight against them with the sword of my mouth in judgment. He's telling these people, you're not ready. You've got to believe and trust me. Revelation 3.19. Those whom I dearly, tenderly love, I rebuke and discipline, showing them their faults and instructing them. Being so enthusiastic, repent, change your inner cell way of thinking, your own sinful way of behavior, and seek God's will. Turn from the way of being sinful and lost and turn to the way of God through Jesus Christ. All three tells us, turn from or repent of your old, your own will or Satan's will, which is a lie and leads to death and judgment, and turn to God and seek God's will through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, which is salvation, eternal life. Amen. Now, with that said, which will you choose? No-brainer. God's will, amen? Now we move to God's purpose for you. The definition of purpose. An attendant or desired result in aim and goal. What God wants for you. What is, what is that for us, brothers and sisters? What is that for us? Eternal life from God, amen? Now by his mighty word. Mark 1, 15 says, In saying, the appointed time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Your life in a way that proves repentance. And how does that come? Seek God's purpose for your life. And believe with a deep abiding trust in the good news regarding salvation in Jesus Christ. When you do this, when you do repent and turn from your simple way of living, then you are to know God's purpose for you. The first thing is to believe with a deep abiding trust in good news regarding salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. That is the main purpose of God in our life that leads to his will for us, eternal life. Amen? Luke 15, says, uh, Luke 15:10 says, In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. That is, changes his inner self, his old way of thinking, regrets past sins, Live his life in a way that proves repentance and seek God's purpose for his life. <clears throat> what does God want to do in my life? Not my own will and purpose, but his. Amen. Acts 20, verse 24. But I do not consider my life something of value and dear to me, so that I may with joy finish my course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify 
faithfully of the good news of God's precious, undeserved grace, which what? Makes you free of the guilt of sin and grants eternal life. Amen. Amen. That's what God wants for you. Like the Apostle Paul, us too, brothers and sisters, for such a time as this. The purpose of the Father is to follow the Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to finish our course in the ministry which we have all received one kind of capacity or another, to testify faithfully of the good news of God's precious undeserved grace for such a time as we live now, which makes us free of the guilt of sin and grants us eternal life. Amen. Acts 20, verse 32. And now I commend you to God. Now I commend you to God. I'm putting you in God's hands, placing you in his protective, loving care. I commend you to the word of his grace, the counsel and promises of his unmerited favor. His grace is able to build you up and give you the rightful inheritance among all those who are sanctified. That is, among those who are set apart for God's purpose. And who is that? All believers in Jesus Christ. You are set apart for his purpose in our life as believers. Amen? Glory to God. Romans 1, verse 7. I'm writing to all who are beloved of God in Rome, called to be saints, God's people, set apart for a sanctified life. That is, set apart for God and his purpose. Grace to you, peace, inner calm, spiritual well-being from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This is for all of us. Part of the purpose for you and me is a sanctified life, living as he wants us to live, to follow Jesus Christ's example for us. Amen? His purpose in our life is to receive his gift of his grace and his peace, inner calm, and spiritual well-being, being from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Second Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, since we've had these great, wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body, spirit, completely, I mean, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Living a consecrated life in the fear of God is a way and attitude we are to have God's purpose for us. No way we can do this ourselves in this flesh. This only comes through the power and love of God poured out to us through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Colossians 3, verse 12. So now as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice, unpleasantness comes with good temper or temperament. 
This should be happening in our life, as we know, and that this is part of God's purpose for us as we live now. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 4.4, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, being available for all of God's purpose, separated from things profound. How we are to prepare for the help, I mean, how how we are to prepare with the help of the Holy Spirit to be available for God's purpose. Amen. Hebrews 2.11 says, Both Jesus, who sanctifies and those who are sanctified, that is, spiritually transformed, made holy and set apart for God's purpose, are all from one Father. For this reason, he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. All you can say humbly, thank you, yes, and amen. 1 John 3.8. The ones who practice sin, separating from God, I mean, separating himself or herself from God, and all offending him by the acts of disobedience, indifference or rebellion is of the devil. And he takes his inner character and moral values from him and not God. For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Victory in Jesus. The perfect picture of a lie that leads to death and hell. This is not God's will and purpose for you. He wants you to know his will and purpose for you, which is to be saved and have eternal life. Amen. 1 John 3, 9. No one who is born of God deliberately and knowingly habitually practices sin because God's seed, his principle of life, his essence of his righteous character, remains permanently in him or her who is born again who is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. And he or she who is born again cannot habitually live a characterized life by sin because he is born of God and longs to please him. Now, here's a picture of the truth. He or she, born of God, longs to please him. That is God's purpose for you. In your life humbly, amen? So, by God's word and the leading of the Holy Spirit, we now have a good picture of God's will and purpose for us for such a time as this. It all comes through the blood and life of his son, Jesus Christ. Our part in this is to believe and have abiding trust in him who he is and what he has done for us to fulfill the will and purpose of the Father, which is salvation and eternal life for all of us who are born again by his Spirit to know and long for the will and the purpose of God of my life now and for all eternity. Amen. So I finished this study and lesson about God's will and purpose with these three portions of Scripture. Second Timothy 316 scripture is God breathed given by divine inspiration 
and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, restoration to obedience, for the training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. Because of his word, truth teaching and explaining to us plainly about God's will and purpose that we are to do this. Learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. We can only do this by the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. 1 John 3, 9 through 11. Oh, hallelujah. No one has no one who is born of God deliberately, knowingly, habitually practiced sin. Because God's seed, his principle of life and essence of righteous character remains permanently in him or her who is born again, who is reborn from above. Spiritually transformed and renewed and set apart for his with for his purpose, excuse me. And he or she who is born again cannot habitually live characterized life characterized by sin, but because he's born of God and longs to please him. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. If anyone who does not practice or live lifestyle, practice righteousness, who does not seek God's will in thought, action, and purpose, is not of God. Nor is the one who does not unselfishly love his believing brother or sister. Because that's what God's all about is love. For this is the message which you believers have heard from the beginning of our relationship with Christ, that we should unselfishly love the best for one another. The will and purpose of God the Father is this, brothers and sisters. Your personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ, to know his will and purpose for you is to serve him, obey him, make him known in your life and heart, to let others know of God's will and purpose for each of them, which is salvation and eternal life. Amen. I finish this message for such a time as this. This time now, as we all wait for the coming of our Savior and King Jesus to take us all home, but until that time comes, we all need to know God's will and purpose for us as we live and breathe and humbly serve our Savior, Jesus Christ. To really know this, as I finish this message, as we start this new year, is the true wisdom of God. Amen? Let's look. 1 Corinthians 1, 18-31, the wisdom of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. For the message of the cross is foolishness, absurd and illogical to those who are perishing and spiritually dead because they reject it. But to us who are being saved by God's grace, it is the manifestation of power of God. For it is written forever remains written. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise philosopher, I mean philosophy or philosopher. And the cleverness of the clever, who do not know me, I will nullify. Where is the wise man, philosopher, 
Where is the scribe and scholar? Where is the debater, orator of this age? Has God not exposed the foolishness of world's wisdom? Yes, he has. For since the world, through all its earthly wisdom, failed to recognize God, God in his wisdom was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preaching regarding salvation to save those who believe in Christ, welcome him as Savior. For Jews demand signs, attesting miracles. Greeks pursue worldly wisdom and philosophy. But we preach Christ crucified, a message which is to Jews a stumbling block that provokes their opposition. And to Jews, I mean, Gentiles, foolishness, just utter nonsense. But to those who are called both Jews and Greek Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and what? The wisdom of God. That is because the foolishness of God is not foolishness at all. And is wiser than men, far beyond human comprehension. And the weakness of God is stronger than men, far beyond the limit of human effort. Look at the oh, look at your own calling, believers. Not many of you were considered wise according to human standards. Not many powerful or influential. Not many high and noble birth. But God is selected. For his purpose, the foolish things of the world, to shame the wise, revealing their ignorance. God has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world, to shame the things which are strong, revealing their frailty. God has selected for his purpose the insignificant, base things of the world, and the things that are despised and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, so that in that he might reduce to nothing the things that are. So that no one may be able to boast in the presence of God. But it is from him that you are in Christ Jesus, who become to us wisdom from God, revealing his plan of salvation, and the righteousness making us acceptable to God, and sanctification making us holy, and setting us apart for God, and redemption, providing for our ransom from the penalty for sin. So that as is written in Scripture, he who boasts in glory, let him boast in glory in the Lord. Amen forever. Evident. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. History. Man. People walk beside me. The wind is torn, made me for spring. In every season, from where I'm standing, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life, I see the promises in fulfillment. All over my life, all over my life, 
Help me remember when I'm weak. Fear may come, but fear will leave. You lead my heart to victory. You are my strength, and you always will be. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life. All over my life. The cross, the empty grave, the evidence is endless. All my sins rolled away because of you, oh Jesus. See the cross, see the empty grave, the evidence is endless. All my sins rolled away. Because of you, oh Jesus, oh, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life. All over my life, I see the evidence of your goodness. All over my life, all over my life, I see your promises and fulfillment. All over my life. All over my life, should I fear the evidence is here? Why should I fear the evidence is here? Amen, brothers and sisters. I hope you can see the evidence of his goodness all over your life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When I was young... You call my name. I tried to run, but still you came. And you step into the dark, because that's the kind of God you are. When heaven sings beyond my reach, you still see eternity in me. Turning ashes into art, because that's the kind of God you are. Amen. Send the empty tomb, 
It's on the rugged cross, your death-defying love. It's written in your scars. You never quit on me. You always hold my heart, because that's the kind of God you are. You give me freedom from my sin. You told me I can start again. Hurt and all the thoughts, it's unfinished. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. We once were lost, but now we're found. Forever you hold us in your hand. That's the kind of God you are. Amen. It's in the empty tomb. It's on the rugged cross, your death-defying love. It's written in your scars. You never quit on me. You always hold my heart, because that's the kind of God you are. Amen. Holy, 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 I am set apart. You are holy, holy, holy. God, that's who you are. You are holy, holy, holy. I am set apart. You are That's who you are. You see, boom, it's on the rugged cross. You're death-defying love. It's written in your scars. You never quit on me. You always hold my heart, because that's the kind of God you are. Amen. See the empty tomb. It's on the rugged cross, your death-defying love is written in your scars. You'll never quit on me. You always hold my heart, because that's the kind of God you are, the kind of God you are. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I was young, you called my name. I tried to run, but still you came. And you stepped into the dark, because that's the kind of God you are. Thank God. Thank God that is him. He is the kind of God that he is. Well, praise God. Uh, This is one of the new songs from Matthew West, or new to me. But it really points out about don't stop praying. Keep on praying. As you hear the words of the song, in the heart of Matthew West and a song that I will take hold of in our ministry of let's pray about it, prayer ministry at Calvary Fellowship and even here at the Lord's Hour. Always something going on in your life, something happened, let's pray about it. Don't stop praying. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Your miracle What got you barely hanging by a single thread What looks so hopeless now What weighs down your heart with doubt You beg for breakthrough But no sign of breakthrough yet You cried and cried until your tears run dry answer won't come and you don't know why and you wonder if you can bow your head even one more time. Don't stop praying. Don't stop calling on Jesus' name. Keep on pounding heaven's door and let your knees wear out the floor. Don't stop believing. Because mountains move with just little faith. And our Father hears every single word you're saying. So don't stop praying. Amen. Close to the broken heart. He saves all the crushed in spirit. Plan to make a note how your story ends. Cried and cried till your tears run dry. And the answer won't come and you don't know why. And you wonder if you can bow your head even one more time. One more time, don't stop praying. Don't stop calling on Jesus' name. Keep on pounding heaven's door and let your knees wear out the floor. Don't stop believing. Because mountains move with just little faith. And the Father's heard every single word you're saying. So don't stop praying. Oh, stop praying. Amen. Stop praying for the miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't stop praying for the addiction. Don't stop praying for deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't stop praying for the sickness healed. Don't stop praying for his power revealed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. No, don't stop praying for the kingdom come. Don't stop praying for his will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And don't Stop praying. Don't stop calling on Jesus' name. Keep on pounding heaven's door. Let your knees wear out the floor. Don't stop believing. Cause mountains move with just little faith. And your father hears every single word you're saying. So don't stop praying. So don't stop praying. Amen. So don't stop praying. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we've been called to do. Don't stop praying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. As we come into this time of prayer, I mean, that's a powerful song to tell us why we don't need to stop praying. God's going to answer. He does. In our lives. In this prayer journal I have, I see many crosses. When I put a cross up, amen, brother, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. What does that mean? That means that God should be part of all your life, what your decisions are, what you're doing. If you put somebody on your mind, pray for them. You don't know what they're going through. But it's communicating with God. It's a lifeline. Just like Jesus had with the Father, we are too now. It's just children. So we are to pray. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. As we continue to pray, uh, uh, we're praying for um, from my uh, from the church, um, Calvary Fellowship. Uh, we was praying for our brother, Tim. He had a mild heart attack, uh, but he is doing better, and uh, he's all right. We're still praying for his release from jail, too. Uh, we need, oh, okay. We're praying for uh, Brother Anthony's allergies, and my brother, you know, he's a pastor, and he's got to bring a message, and he's had uh, no voice. He's had no voice. He's been very humbled at this moment, but I pray he has his voice when he comes back from California. But we're praying for uh, Brother Anthony and for his allergies and voice to come back in Jesus' name. Amen? We're praying for Alana. We're praying that... um, this is one of our sisters in Christ at the church, and she's praying for negative uh, lab results. We're praying for a good report from the Lord, okay? We're praying for uh, one of the young ladies' moms named Mia. Her mother's Jennifer, and she's got to that place of losing hope and want to give up. She needs to know about Jesus and healing and encouragement. We're praying for a, a man named Doug and a, a lady named Sheila that they need to have reconciliation and God's will in their life. Any other prayer requests before we go to the Lord in prayer? <clears throat> Praise God. My voice is about done, but we're still here. Praise God. And we thank God for the ones that are listening by phone, by Facebook, and by Skype, too. Then you're right, brother. That's what it says. Pray without ceasing, but understanding what that means. It means that have God part of your life. Prayer is communication. Communication in time with the Lord. And he's concerned about our lives and what we go through. He knows where we're at, and he knows who we are. So any other prayer requests before we go to the Lord in prayer? Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I got about one more swallow of water. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> We've been drinking a lot of water in this thing, and I think it's good. <clears throat> Less, any, I mean, no coffee, no cold drink, no tea. Mainly water. We found a, a, a juice that uh, does not have sugar in it. Um, we found, like, the water, we have those uh, uh, things, those flavors you can put in the water. That makes uh, something different. Uh, We found uh, zero Gatorade. Uh, We've been drinking some of that too, but 
it's been good. It's been cleansing, and it's been renewing and understand of what do you give up? What are you willing to give up for God? Whatever it is, it, you know, it could be food, whatever you're dealing with. It could be electronics. It could be phones. Idols almost, they can be. They even call it iPhones. Um, social media, different things. Just to focus and hear him more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anything from you, Sis Connie or Brother Andrew, before we go to the Lord in prayer? And we continue to pray for Sister Jeanette, her trip, and being refreshed, and we miss our sister. And if you're listening, Sis, we miss you, and we love you. And if you listen to the archives, we say that to you. And we'll be, and they'll be happy to see you here or in the air. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we can say that as believers, right? Because <laughs> one of these days, brothers and sisters, we're going to fly. <laughs> Superman got nothing on us. Hallelujah, and Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Oh, praise God. Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. All right, brother. Amen. Uh, as we pray, uh, Brother Andrew, do you know about uh, turmeric? Turmeric is a very good thing. You can find them even in, uh, uh, um, oh, Lord, what do you call the thing? Jail pill? I mean, uh, you know. Um, gummies. You can find them in gummies even. Um, there is a place called uh, Naguna, Naguna Labs that have really good, um, that, yes, I will tell you, all right, amen. And then, of course, the other thing is CBD uh, gummies. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Connie, that is good. Hallelujah. That's good news. Oh, our Lord is good. Amen. That's awesome, Connie. That's so cool to hear that testimony. Praise God for that. Lord intervening in Sis Connie's life and her husband uh, wanted to be the man that you called him to be. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we'll pray for um, for you, Brother uh, Andrew, for healing. For healing, and we rejoice with Sis Connie. Oh, you're quite welcome, Sis. That's the Lord. I, I'm grateful that He gives me an opportunity to do it, and this what makes me want to pray more and more for people. Is uh, uh, yes, there it is. Praise God. There's that. We've been praying for a little while, haven't we? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But God intervenes. Amen, Sis. That is so awesome. I thank, I thank God for you and your family and what the Lord is doing. All right. Well, praise God. That is so exciting to hear that about Sis Connie and her husband and things are getting better and, and getting in a place that y'all can be husband and wife. That is so good because God brings reconciliation in this day we live. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, prayer and be very grateful for what God has done. Father, we honor you and we praise you, Father. We thank you for intervening. And, Lord, that you are the one who changes life. Father, we thank God for Sis Connie and her husband and her children. In the name of Jesus, we're grateful for your intervening and letting the spirit of reconciliation come into their relationship. Thank you for restoring Sis Connie and her husband together as husband and wife. And I pray that they understand that you are to be the center of their marriage. And, Lord, that they need you uh, to be in the place 
of who you've called them to be. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for uh, Brother Andrew and Chris as they travel. And I don't know if they're home yet or still flying. We just pray that you watch over and protect them. I pray that my brother Anthony, that you that he's healed of allergies. I pray you would heal him of uh, the diabetes he's dealing with. Father, and I pray or bring the sugar levels down. Father, we pray that his voice comes back so that he's able to bring forth the word. And, Lord, that you uh, give him strength and anointing for what he has to do. We thank you for our brother Tim. We pray and thank you for watching over protecting him and strengthening his heart, Lord, and you make a way that he is able to come out prison and jail in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we pray for our sister Alana. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus that uh, she would have negative and good results of the lab of what she has shared, and that we pray for the good report and that she'll be a walking testimony for Jesus because of it. Lord God, we pray for Mia and her mother Jennifer. We pray, Lord, you would bring healing to her and you would bring encouragement and hope that you're the only one who can. Father God, we pray for Doug, Brother Doug and Sheila. We pray for reconciliation, Lord, between friends. And we pray for the will of God and they would see that they need you in their life so much more than anything of this world. And we pray for healing for Doug as he's dealing with that he came from a heart attack. Lord God, we pray for Brother Andrew. And, Lord, we pray for healing of his hip. Take the pain away, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you and just praise you. Lord, we pray you're watching over Sis Jeanette and her family. I pray they're having a good, refreshing time, a time to get along with you and time to refresh and be strengthened and be with family and that they enjoy all that they're, uh, they're going, uh, I mean, what they're doing, Lord, and that you're with them. Lord, we thank you, and we thank you for shelter, and we thank you as this cold weather's coming, Lord, that you watch over protect us. We pray uh, for Brother Andrew there in New Zealand of having good weather right now. We're grateful for that. And for Sis Connie out in California, we're grateful for all that are listening by phone and Skype and Facebook, and that we all understand what is your will and purpose for us. The greatest is, the greatest and the best of life for us is salvation and eternal life. I'm very grateful that you have given it that to us, Lord, and that because of it, we can magnify you, and we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank God. Praise God. Thank God. That is so awesome to hear. Yes. Amen. Our God is faithful. So as we finish up tonight, praise God, that we will magnify the Lord, magnify, focus and thank him that he is worthy to be magnified. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm trying to extend sorrow I feel is all life is the only thing that's real. It's only scratched the surface. I barely had taste. But just a glimpse draws me hard to change. One side of you laid my sins away. I don't need to see anything. Just more of you. Jesus, take away, take it all away. Magnify no other name. 
Open up, open up my eyes to you. Jesus, take it all, take it all away. Magnify no other name. Open up, open up my eyes to you. Jesus, I is incomplete. I made you look small. Been staring at my long, too long. Relying on my hope is set. Until all that's left. But just as a glimpse of you draw my heart to change. One side of you lay my sin to waste. I don't need to see anything. Just more of you, Jesus. Take it all, take it all away. Magnify no other name. Open up, open up my eyes to you. Jesus, take it all, take it all away. Magnify no other name. Open up, open up my eyes to you. You're greater than the worries in my life. Be stronger than the weakness in my mind. Be louder. Let glory from the light be magnified. Greater than the worries in my life, be stronger than the weakness in my mind, be louder. Let your glory come to life, be magnified. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Lord! Magnify! Amen! Amen! Hallelujah! Take it all, take it all away. Magnify no other name. Open up, open up my eyes to you. Jesus, take it all, take it all away. Magnify no other name. Open up, open my open eyes to you. To you. Jesus Christ, amen, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. What a wonderful night that God made a way. Praise God that we do know God's will and purpose for us today. God's will purpose for us today is to serve the Lord as believers. Before all of his created children, it is to come to know his son, Jesus, personally as Savior, and that for salvation and eternal life. That's what God's will and purpose is, and that's what life is really all about over everything else. Amen. Praise the Lord, the host of ancient of days. Amen, brother. Well, praise God. Another wonderful night. Thank God for you, Brother Andrew and Eustace Connie. And for Sister Jeanette over there in the Philippines and all our brothers and sisters of the Lord's Hour, all that are listening by phone, we bless and ask Lord to bless them and their families and all that listen by Facebook and Skype. Glory to God. May his face shine upon you. May you have his peace and his shalom. May you know of his love, mercy, and grace and the blessed hope that is before us. Rejoice. Be encouraged. Know who God is, how much love he has for us, and what he's done in our life. 
I thank God for each one of you and say shalom and good night. Shalom and good night. Y'all have a great weekend and keep looking to Jesus. Our glorious Savior and King is coming. Rejoice. Good night, everybody. Shalom and good night. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.